You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Yeah, so I'm coming down for just a couple of nights at the end of the month. So I'm on my spring break. I'm going to New York and then I'm going down there with a buddy of mine. And but the problem is is that, that Friday is Ez's birthday. So I'm either gonna, you know, stay down until Saturday or go back Friday morning. Gotcha. But I'm coming down for a couple of nights at least. So I don't know. We'll see. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I can't wait to see you, man. Yeah, I can't wait to come down. It's been lonely. Mitch, are you been fighting crime tonight? I thought it, is that <laughs> is that the new one? No. Keaton era, baby. Oh, nice. With your headphones on, it looked like the new one when you were in silhouette. Oh, hell yeah. Now, this is Keaton era. Uh, I got it when I was a kid. My uncle said it fell off a truck. So Nice. Nice. I think it legit like a, ca- a case of fell off the truck when uh, the 89 Batman came out and he just happened like he knew a friend that was like hey I got like fucking 10 of these and he got one for me nice that's pretty awesome <laughs> I am going to take it off though because I can't barely hear you guys so yeah we can't really hear you I had a cowl for a while, and I went Ow, as fuck. Batman. <laughs> they pulled my hair real bad. It. Yeah, I know. I wish that would be included in just like one shot in any <laughs> Batman movie. <laughs> would be them ripping off their rubberized helmet, being like, "God!" Like, I'll get you the self, sir. You know, Mitch. I want you to know that I have the video of these. As well, I typically delete it off my computer after who knows months, years. Um, but I have probably all the videos from these recordings. If you ever need, oh, yeah. all right. Well, if we had a regular listenership that would also be interested in Patreon content, I think that would be a good thing to put on there. But I don't think we have the listener base. We don't have we. What do, what do we lack? We're what in we the lack, worst. Jake? We're in the worst pool. Oh yeah, dude. There's all these types of shows that talk about TVs and movies are a dime a dozen. Yeah, we're we're competing. We're competing in the worst space for fucking podcasts. Hmm. Well, I mean, we're we're doing the only podcast that's also being covered by like a shitload of A-list directors. What broadcast geeks is being covered by A-list directors? No, but like a but a, a bunch of people. Tanisi Coates has done podcasts on pop culture. Like there's there's people competing with us that like you know uh, the the highest level comedian podcasters are definitely B level comedians. I got you. I see what you're saying. Um, I, mean, I like doing it. I yeah, do too. It's, it's just fun doing this. Uh, one of the longest tenured Denver comedy podcasts. <laughs> That's our. That's our claim to fame. Yeah, man. Wait, what we lack in shit. quality, we make up in quantity. <laughs> the only person beating us is JD. Yeah. And once well, we take him down. Yeah. Well, wait, maybe that's, we, maybe we that's lure him in. <laughs> we lure him in with the horse and sword. And then we go, yeah. Yeah. No, no of course we wouldn't do that to JD. No, we wouldn't. We could. I mean, uh, he's yeah. one of us. One of us. One of us. One of us. We accept you. We accept you. Yeah. That's where the Ramones got Pinhead from. Yeah. 
Todd Browning's Freaks. Mm-hmm. A wild movie. Uh, All right. So we were talking about, was it in the, the main group or just you and I, Mitch, about like just doing segments on the show? I think it was when we were talking about like what should we do to like kind of make sure that everybody talks and listens and just to kind of like give us some sort of format. So it's not just like, a, hey, remember when we were talking about this? Like three hours ago (laughs) but then that was all that came of it i didn't think of any like segments or like i kind of envisioned it as like werewolf radar where it could be like all right jake it's your turn to lead the section yeah what have you even the board used to help a bunch just because we'd all be able to glance at it right and i run a uh what i do during each episode is i edit a google doc and i keep that's where i keep all my episode notes so i don't know i mean because i'm at a computer it's easy for me uh, i could give the access to it if you all want to look at it while i'm writing or add to it as we're because that's where i get all the the write-ups and the titles from is just shit that i write down yeah yeah i, I guess mean, i could I s- do it here no i was testing it. that's why i didn't say it out loud i don't oh. think there's a way for us to look at the chat while we're in the window so we'd look have to be a, chat we'd have to have like window toggle yeah. back and forth off a of video to look at it you know what i mean, I mean I, we could, could do it in the chat and i could rec- i could uh get the transcript of that or we could so set up a discord server no they're changing their policy it's going to start to be a pain in the ass like yesterday i mean it already is a pain in the ass i joined some juggalo discord one and i was <laughs> like literally my phone would not stop blowing up and like nine times out of the ten the, the fucking notification was just somebody went whoop whoop <laughs> <laughs> so i was like i gotta delete discord i can't fucking do this my phone buzzes Every so often, it's just someone saying whoop whoop. What is your email address, Jake? <laughs> Five, two, two. All right, I'll give you editor access to the BG topic. So we can all see it. So you can all edit and see it. Yeah, I'll give you mine too. Because this is where I do all of the all of the notes, at least from episode 167. That makes 167? sense. 167? That was 100 episodes ago. Yeah. I mean, almost. There's also uh, a gap. I'm missing 187 to 216. Huh. I think I know where they are. I was using a different... Uh, where was I using? Oh. I thought. I just threw away all my chubby behemoth notes because I went through them and realized that one day they might be evidence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like dig up all those bodies in Nathan's backyard. That's fair. No, man, I like write myself notes about what I'm cutting so I won't forget the next morning. Hi. So there's like detailed descriptions of there's like little corner notes of like cut so and so. Make sure you get the joke about peeing and coke out of like, <laughs> yeah stuff that like if somebody found it, it'd be like uh oh. Oh, this was a good title episode one eight three. Jesus and Mary Chain. Yeah, dude. I like Jesus. Jesus and Marrow, greatest show in late night history. Nah, I don't know if that's true because Craig Ferguson used to have a show. Craig Ferguson. Yeah, you want my email so you can add me to this Google Doc? I did. I I haven't gotten it. Oh, I just have to go into Google. This is wild. Oh, did you send it to me too, Matt? I did. I shared it. No, he just he shared it to our account, so we have to go into our Google. You should get an email about it though. No, nah, there's yeah. like a specific way to do that. I had to learn this as a producer just recently. I did the same I'm, thing to say. I'm sitting at my laptop so I can do it. Yeah, I'm on my other phone, so I should be able to pull it up pretty quick. Your burner phone, your Walter White phone. I use at Gmail. That's me. Can I see? 
Are you guys going to see the Batman this uh, this weekend? Oh, it comes out this weekend. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, Friday. I think I'm going to go Friday. They're going to have it by you, Jake. Yeah, you should go. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I'm still weird and anxious about going into a fucking theater. Yeah, that's fair. Your hair looks good. Cut it up. Yeah. It looked good. Thank you. I had to speak at that funeral. Yes. I'm yeah. so sorry, man. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I got to probably go to his house in the next week to get some of my stuff that he had. Uh, and that's that's probably going to suck. You know what? Oh, it's yeah. going to be great. You're going to be flooded with all kinds of good memories. Yeah. Think about that. You're going to be flooded with all kinds of good memories. It's going to make you cry. But it's, yeah, like it, it's a good way to remember. Yeah, it'll it'll be cool. And he had some stuff because, I mean, he was like my little brother. So he had some shit that I honestly have wanted back, but I was never going to ask him for it because he was using it. Like he had the first record player I ever built. He just had a lot of shit. But it'll be nice to get back. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of pipes that had been going through our high school since like 1988. Rock legacy pipes? Yeah. An old German roar. And steamroller yeah the weed business gets handed off generationally in our district hmm. nice it's like when you elect a new pope yeah <laughs> well you groom a kid for like a year so you teach him how to do everything and then give it Take to him, him. Out, like i didn't know you like to get wet <laughs> yeah i mean pretty much <laughs> they picked dust. yeah Ash <laughs> yeah, they picked me and Geik when we were in eighth grade, and I got John when he was in seventh because he just happened to be around. But usually it's a freshman. Frosh. But like, yeah, like I know I know all the dealers before me going back up to like 60-year-old guys. Damn. Yeah. You guys like all part of the like the Elks Club or something? I mean, kinda. We all just know each other. A lot of the those guys that go to school and come back and then grow some of the dope in their basement so you'd be buying off of like four generations above you's grow mm. and uh you one of them was my history teacher do you want me to cut any of this out no i don't care fuck them they sold drugs they know what they did it's a statute of limitation <laughs> seven years we um we're i mean it's just recording but we don't yeah we didn't even start it i've been thinking about that i like i like the start but i don't i think i i try too hard to make it formal or something jeff did a good job of it i always liked when he did the the intro to be honest what do you mean he just said welcome to another episode of broadcast geeks that's what you would say he just does it better than me you know like when your mom makes a grilled cheese it's better than when you make a grilled cheese that's exactly it that's how emceeing works too well maybe we can get together and have a we are the world type thing and be like there once was a host that used to send stuff and now he's not here and we miss him <laughs> so we should come back and do the intro <laughs> that's yeah. sure to work you can edit that out <laughs> i don't know jeff keeps telling me he wants to come back and i was like all right cool tuesdays and he's like i don't know the invite's out there if he chooses it but yeah what are we talking about tonight let's see uh, well, we gonna, should kick it Gemstones off. finale. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gemstones finale. I've been catching up on Pam and Tommy. I'm still behind. Oh, it's, man, so, it's, so, it's so dark. Oh, it's so dark. It's good, but it's definitely a fucking like. Is there titties? Oh, yeah. There's titties. There's full on frontal dick. dick. Sebastian um, Schlong? Yeah. Sebastian Schlong. <laughs> there's titties. There's uh, Nick Offerman. Like high off his fucking mind getting a beager. Oh. 
the days of our lives. <laughs> These are the days of our lives. Of our lives. All right. What else we got? Uh, all right. I Matt, where are you in your watching. MCU? Uh, we just finished. Black Panther, um, not Young Justice. I was like saying Young Justice. Uh, what did you just ask me? Where are you in your MCU rewatch? We watched, <laughs> we watched Black Panther, and then we watched uh, Homecoming before we got to watch Infinity War. <laughs> I like it. I was holding it together. I was, I had my mic muted, but I was holding it together so good, and then had a coughing fit as soon as soon as you said. Uh, What'd you say? What'd you ask? Yeah, my ass. That got me good. Oh, sorry. Oh, we, yeah, no, we, we, they you. really liked Black Panther. And yeah, did you I mean, ask them where they thought it Spider-Man. sat next to Spider or Spider Man Kane? I got my own ass. Spider Man Kane. <laughs> Is um, it their favorite one? Um, I think Black Panther was Jael's favorite. Nice. Uh, and I'm not sure if any of them put Homecoming at the top. I mean, how could you not like Spider-Man, right? I like Spider-Man yeah. Kane, that's for sure. Yeah. man Um, I want to talk about um some Batman themes. Yeah. Uh like like I was just list while I was waiting for you guys, uh, and I was just wearing that mask. <laughs> um, I was thinking about what Batman theme is my favorite, like the, the actual theme song that, that they play in the movies and cartoons and whatnot. Right. And you obvi- and you obviously arrived at the only right answer. The animated it, series. It's close. But the animated series is the same as 89, is the same as 91, is the same right. as... It doesn't change until forever, Batman Forever. They use know, different that's... sections. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like... Uh, I'm, this might be have to be one of those ones where I splice, like as we talk about them, I splice in like a little stinger of the the, the what we're talking about, just for people that may not know about the, the actual themes. Because I was listening to the the Robert Pattinson Batman theme, and I don't know if I necessarily like it. I'm sure I'll like it when it's coupled with the imagery of the movie, but yeah. I don't know if I. I mean, I don't know. So yeah, should we do the intro? All right. Yeah, because I felt like actually this whole part up until till now was was pretty solid and i could do it as it's funny you're doing that as i hear the peacemaker soundtrack that's what's going on in my head in my earphones do you really want to do you really want to taste it now i'm listening to come on come on by nashville pussy oh the second song on the playlist it's fucking awesome i listen to it every day at work now and only have to skip the one song where they keep screaming fuck you or something yeah yeah i just make a playlist and take out the ones i like i like a lot i've been been thinking about changing my alarm clock to do you want to taste it so every day i can wake up and just like do you really want to do you really want to taste it and i jump out of bed and i fucking do the dance yeah, dude, that's that's your cardio and your morning joy all in one move. And I, yeah, yeah, especially if I want to stay true to the actual show, I shoot a big gun in the fucking middle of it. Fuck <laughs> yeah, peacemaker, I guess you know, uh, dude, love bomb baby by Tiger Tails. What a ripper! My favorite song though is uh, Jawbreaker by The Cruel Intention. Yeah, that's pretty fucking fun. That is really fun. That in this come on, come on song is great. Come on, come on. 
fuck yeah come on come on there's so many good songs yeah 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 both of us is fun love bomb baby there's love bomb baby rips there's so many good songs on that album fuck yeah dude i didn't dude i didn't realize it's really cena playing the piano in that fucking scene what yeah they released the song and he's credited as the artist home sweet home piano version john cena (laughs) oh man well that's cool i love it i might have to watch it again i'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give it a little while because it's like, yeah, so fresh in my head. But yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to watch it again before the next season. All right, so we're gonna talk about be. it. Let's let's just get into it. Coming at episode two forty eight of the broadcast, geeks. Come on, come on, fuck yeah! I'm Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker. I'm Batman. I'm Midnight with Jones. What's up? Yeah, peace. Uh, Sorry, I'm just listening to that soundtrack. If you haven't listened to it yet you should and if you if you're not then do it and do it more how, and more how are you listening to the soundtrack and doing the podcast at the same time it's just creating background music for me so it's not all blank it helps me focus oh okay. like i have it playing and you're not you're not able to hear it oh interesting yeah I if i could do that you, i'd do it too i did not know you could do that i mean i'm not wearing any pants if i stand up but yeah that's how i stay focused <laughs> oh man ah. so we well we were just talking about uh sebastian schlong yeah uh, pam and tommy yeah dude it's uh it's a really nice like i thought it was going to be kind of like a a seth rogan kind of fuck around comedy but it does kind of get into like Jake was saying in the in the preamble there, it's pretty dark. It's pretty heavy at points. And then once you start getting into the tape, you know, Seth Rogen steals this tape with the help of Nick Offerman. They distribute it to the internet. And then, you know, once Pam and Tommy find out that it's out there, it kind of goes into kind of like the ram uh, not ramifications. What's the right word? The the fallout of yeah repercussions of Pam and Tommy, like how it like ruins their psyche and um yeah. I don't was, know if it's a big deal. Oh yeah, super big deal. It violates their privacy. It gets into uh, L.A. Times reporter starting to put the pieces together and like figure out that it was stolen from them. Yeah, but did it hurt their celebrity at all? Not really, but there is a point where Pamela Anderson is pregnant with Tommy Lee's child. You know, they they, they had a they they conceived together, and then there's they're like really happy about it, and then just kind of like the stress and just everything about this going through this whole ordeal. I didn't know that she had a miscarriage. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I didn't know that part about the fucking uh, actual show, like the actual real world events. So, the, seeing that portrayed, it was like, oh man, fucking heartbreaker. And it kind of go, it shifts from being this Seth Rogen fucking jerk off comedy to being like, oh shit, these are real people, and all their their privacy and their rights were violated. Yeah, yeah. didn't hurt, didn't hurt their livelihoods, fortunately. I think it did actually hurt really? hers in the law. Yeah, because she never escaped being that character ever. Like, yeah. I mean, the the projects she was able to secure after this were like Barbarella, Barbed Wire. Like before that, she was doing Barbed fucking was big, Home Improvement. Yeah, but she lost the way that she could publicly sure. appeal to everybody. Sure, she sure. she had to play the chick that was just in tight leather and being a hoe. She had to be the adult, right. the adult roles. Yeah, and she. 
they get into that where Tommy's kind of like mm. like Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee is doing like a like ah oh, this isn't like a huge deal and she's freaking out about it and he's not and she kind of yells at him puts strain on their relationships like everyone's gonna see this and think you're fucking cool but I, since I'm a woman I'm if people are gonna look at me and think I'm a fucking slut think I'm an idiot like you know just gross and easy and everything so it kind of gets into like the double standard of you know as a, from a man and a woman's perspective yeah well and being a rock star who's famous for being a piece of shit and yeah. being and being a chick who plays a lifeguard on a ostensibly family show i'm a piece of shit with a cool dick yeah yeah, yeah. that's family his, entertainment his, his mistreatment it i mean it was no I, I i know i know yeah but uh his, I mean, if Tommy Lee wasn't a raging piece of shit, none of this would have ever happened. Right, with the because he refused to pay. Yeah, the, he he fucking drowned people that were trying to do good things for him in debt, and then refused to pay him. And yeah. like that's that's why he got robbed. So I, it's yeah. also hard for me to feel sympathy for them at all because it's like, well, you were dating a guy you knew was a piece of shit. You lived with him. All her girlfriends told her not to fucking go after the bad boy. I'm done with bad boys <laughs> <laughs> that's a literal line from the it was pamela anderson just here so that was a literal line from the fucking show um she's she's really good at the voice she's so good at the voice uh lily james she is a one she's so good at being pamela anderson that you kind of lose sight that that's not her oh, there's really? a lot of Sebastian stands great too but like I went in thinking that he's going to be more the star and then it's more her yeah I mean, she's first she's top bill Pam and Tommy yeah and she I, I mean like we discussed they've got the look downs but she did the 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 acting part of it where she just hits like tiny things you remember from watching her on Baywatch and other shit where you're like damn like she's just like her that's creepy sorry to interrupt right. no you're good <laughs> um yeah i was gonna say like she she got mannerisms uh there's a flashback episode that's like episode uh five or six i believe where it shows her doing playboy for the first time and meeting hugh hefner and it's all it's kind of like a back and forth story where she's remembering meeting hefner for the first time and doing her first playboy shoot and then also she's giving her deposition for um like for whatever reason they didn't want to interview tommy lee they only wanted to interview pamela anderson um because what's his name bob guccione from penthouse gets a hold of the fucking tape oh yeah and bob they, Jr., right? yeah so they, their legal team advised Pam and Tommy to sue Bob Guccione so he wouldn't release it under the penthouse banner and give it even more widespread views than it already was getting. Because people were buying the tapes. And then Seth Rogen's character, the dude that stole it, finds out that people are dubbing VHS and selling it in parking lots and shit. So he's lost all control over it. Um, but the dude they got to play, Jay Leno, and the dude they got to play... Um, uh, uh, fuck Hugh Hefner, Lily James, Sebastian Stan, the dude that plays Leno and the dude that plays Hef, they are spot on. Like the dudes that play Leno and Hefner look like, I was like, they fucking, they dug up Hefner's corpse and digitally de-aged <laughs> him with that Marvel Cinematic Universe magic. Maybe it wasn't him at all. And that's how they got like Luke. They just I, took old footage of Hefner and spliced it together. I Probably. think Leno looks like shit. You think so? 
Have you seen? Yeah. Have you seen, yeah. have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah, I've seen it, and I've seen a lot. I like I watch tapes of old Leno all the time. Like that don't look like Leno. It looks like Leno twenty years before that with a totally different hairstyle. Like his face kind of looks like nineteen seventy seven Leno. Oh, his face is definitely more hamburger than Leno's real hot dog face. Yeah, but yeah, and 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 the voice is just more of like the I don't know what do you what do you call it when nobody really does an impression of somebody they just start doing the famous impression of that person. I would call it a dilution, kind of like how everybody does uh, Gilbert Gottfried Seinfeld when they do a Seinfeld. Yeah. Or, exactly. or everybody does Kevin Pollock's Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if there's a real word for it, but I'd call it like a. Uh, there is. Solution. There's. I've heard improv comics Ooh. people talk about it. There's like a term for when, uh, like, or the way everybody does all of uh, Dana's characters. Oh, uh, I Georgia. am thirty or forty years old, and I do not need this. Yeah. Uh, no. It, 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 it'd be. Uh, prudent. It oh, would, Dana would, Carvey wouldn't be prudent. Like, yeah, not Bush gonna do it. Not, not gonna, gonna do it. So, like, everybody's touchstone for things Bush said aren't things he ever said, right? Or the same right. way that everybody re- keeps repeating the shortened line for Star Wars. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. There's Would a that term, be a Mandela effect. No, there's a term for like when it happens with language, and it's the same thing for impersonations. Where once somebody hits a touchstone and can nail it. Everybody just goes to that instead of going to the actual thing that's harder to nail. What I even fucking Google to figure that impersonation. That's what I dude. I'd be Googling it if I thought I could find it. And I'm not even trying. I'm just saying I know there's a there's a term for this. Where but meme came that, from that Leno is very much like that, too. And I understand I probably consume more Leno currently than most human beings. Because I watch his car show every day of the week. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, it's it's the version of Leno I do when I make fun of Leno. He's doing he's doing like really fucking leaning into it all the goddamn way. That was Burr, but he's leaning into it all the way. My throat's too dry to stay in Leno's register. Yeah, have you seen this again about this? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like a South Park thing. Yeah. I don't know. I want to figure that fucking out because that's an interesting thing that you brought up there what is it called when uh someone's impersonation takes over becomes everybody's remembrance and then there's the other thing where and like a an impersonation can affect everybody's memory of how a person was like gerald ford tripped once in his whole career he tripped once but chevy chase tripped every week as gerald ford so everybody's like, oh, yeah, Gerald Ford, that fucking klutz. Right. Everyone like, thought, but he was an all-American. He was a, a very... But that's all uh, through one... Stable, in, right, one incident. One in one joke. It was one joke repeated by one guy. Put that in everybody's psyche. Wow. That's what a meme is. Or yeah. it started off as something that just got into your head and that you accepted as being true, even though it might not be. Right. Wow. Only, yeah. But I do think she blows Sebastian Stan away. Yeah. Lily James. I do like how they're co uh build. Like they're co build. Yeah. So it's like starring Lily James and Sebastian Stan. And then yeah. it goes into you know, whoever else. Yeah, I think they both had to get a lot of concessions because as we previously discussed, they both tried to quit like right before production started. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I like this show. Um, it was one of those ones where I was catching up on it and i was just like i probably have one more and i was like oh no i gotta wait until next week Fuck. Mm-hmm. speaking of that model unless we have any more to say about this no, no i mean i i highly suggest watching pam and tommy i do too I'm, and i'm only on episode three are we switching to something more righteous not quite yet because i want to talk about 
an Apple plush couple of shows that I think I'll be able to burn through quick because I don't think either one of you probably watches. I don't have Apple plus. I'm not a tech millionaire like you, Jake. (laughs) Okay. I strongly suggest subscribing to Apple plus they finally have enough content that it justifies itself. It's still not a shitload of content, but everything they're putting up sticks to the wall. It's really good. I'd subscribe for just Ted Lasso. That's what I mean. Just between Ted Lasso mythic quest, which is Charlie day and Rob, uh, uh, McElhenney. Thank you. I just, my brain went blank after Mac. Uh, it's their new show about video game developers. It's very, very funny. Uh, there, there are two seasons in on that. There's a couple of dramas that are really highly rated. Some horror movies that are fucking really, really highly rated that I haven't watched that Matt would love. But they have this new show going on right now called The After Party. Okay. I'm and it's and it stars. Do you have you have your computer handy? Would you please pull up the cast because it's impressive? Yeah, of the After yeah. Party. Yeah, it's Sam Richardson, uh, Tiffany Haddish, uh, John Early, Ben Schwartz. Huh. Uh, a bunch of other people whose names I can't pull out of my ass. Um, but it's a it's a who done it. So basically, everybody goes to this high school reunion, and then they go back to this kid who was kind of like a nerdy kid in high school. That's a pop star, like Bieber, Justin Timberlake esque. Now they came to the reunion, and they all go back to his mansion, and he fall he falls or gets murdered off of his porch. We don't know yet. After and, party. And the cops come and they start questioning everybody. So each episode's a telling of the events from a different person at the party's point of view. Cool. This this start in 2018? No. Okay, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I was like, is Dave Franco in this? uh, Yes. Dave Franco plays the pop star. Oh, here it is. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany Haddish. Oh, it's a detective. I see that. I saw the preview for this. Dude, it's it's crazy fucking good. It's so good. It's it's amazing. And I and I'm starting to get upset, not at you guys, like at the whole world that like no one I know has Apple TV. So I'm watching a bunch of these dope shows. Another one they're doing right now that is fucking with me deeply and I have no one to talk to about it is a show called Severance. And it's uh, I've heard of that. I understood that reference. Adam Scott. (laughs) Yeah, you know about this show. I've heard about dude. It is a fucking like I thought it was going to be. A dystopian comedy. It is a wild, dark, fucking sick thriller. It is not the kind of thing I'd be into, and now I'm just hooked. And it fucks with me. And it is dope. Huh. Basically, this company in the near future has a thing where they put a chip in your brain that makes it to where when you're at work, when you cross this barrier going into the work floors where it happens, you don't remember anything outside of work whoa that's super fucked up and then when you leave work you have you don't know what your job is there you don't know anything about who you work with and then this like thriller is starting to unravel and it's it they they piece out like just enough to keep you going like what the fuck like it's the fourth episode i think is this week yeah the fourth episode is this week it is bananas but it's like uh the jesus roles you know john totoro john totoro totoro the totoro that man is (laughs) it's him adam scott and then the guy who films spider-man what guy who films spider-man yeah yeah yeah. he's a recurring character in the mcu he has his smartphone out do a backflip oh yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, that guy. He's a New York comedian. Um, is his name Zach Cherry? That seems like it could be right. 
uh yeah oh he was also in uh shang chi oh, right yeah. he's the dude on the bus in shang chi that's filming again yeah yeah that's what i mean he's like a recurring character now on the mcu uh so it's it's those three is like guys who've worked there and basically it comes in on a day where they find out one of their coworkers isn't coming anymore and then his replacement shows up and it's this chick and whoa Dude, it's Gwen Stefani bananas. Yeah, it's crazy. This looks good. I want to check this out. It yeah. does look good, dude. That's a that's a it's one of those things where it's so out there, like it's a simple idea, but it's an idea that hasn't been done to death. So I'm like, yeah, that I could get down with that. Uh, I have access to it, so I'll watch. Nice. I, I recommend have Apple Plus, though. Can you watch it and then retell it around a fire like C-3PO and Return of the Jedi? Dude, I, I could for Severance, but it would, like, there's no way I would capture, the, like, the, the craziness of it. Because it's <laughs> it's visually stunning, too. Like, the, it's vapid and weird. And the sets are very Severance strange. Is? Yeah, it's very crazy. Uh, ben Stiller, that's right. I heard yeah, about but, that. Yeah, Ben Stiller's directing it. It's fucking nuts and then they have like a show about going to space called for all of mankind that i haven't watched they have a dark thriller called the shrink next door with will ferrell and paul rudd that i haven't watched this looks cool they yeah they they got there's a a chris there's a chris evans show on there yeah there's a whole you like bob's burgers matt never watched it those guys do a strictly musical show called central park and they're famous for their music on Bob's Burgers. Okay. And I think you'd you'd be like all about that. It lost me very quick, but I think you would love it. <laughs> That's funny. It played a lot like a Flash episode I hated and you loved. And it's I love in the New concept. York. Yeah. I saw a, a, an interesting um, set of pictures today. Sorry, it just <laughs> reminded me of it. It was, and Tommy. No, no, it was um, Superman related. Ooh. It was a four panel uh, picture. The first panel was from the 1970. Um, what year was that? 78 Superman. The scene where the little baby is holding up the car when it falls on uh, Pa. Mm-hmm. Um, that boy is also in Superman 2 in 83. He plays a. Uh, Uh, the kid at a vending machine that Superman encounters. And then he was in a later Superman movie, probably returns where he was a military guy. Okay. And then they showed a picture of him uh, standing with Henry Cavill. I thought that was kind of cool. Like he had been in all these Superman movies since the beginning. Fuck yeah, that's rad. What movie, what character does he play? Forget his name. He doesn't play big character. Yeah, after after a certain point, I'm sure it was just like a fun thing to have this kid back. And yeah. then like, oh, now that kid's a grown man. Let's make him a military guy. And then Henry Cavill was like, oh, let's have that guy back that used to be a thing. <laughs> I would agree. But it looked, uh, it, it looked like it was, a, it was a pretty cool, cool thing. Forget his name. I'll look it up. Baby Clark, Aaron Smolinski. Aaron Smolinski. Yeah. Superman was Polish. He was technically in, he's been in all kinds of Superman things. Like, seriously, he's he's been set up for life, it seems like, because they're doing that Superman movie as a baby. He's Lex Luthor in the Superman versus Doomsday that's in pre-production. He was in Man of Steel, uh, Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut, which came out in 06. And then there's got, I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff. All right. And then the Superman and Superman 3. Oh, shit. Whoa. He was in 
And MVP, most yes. valuable primate. Well, primate. Yeah. Who is he? It Who is he in that back. movie, Mitch? Pete. He's Pete in Most Valuable Primate about the chimp that plays hockey. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this a long time ago. Yeah, dude. It's quite possibly my favorite movie about a chimp that plays hockey. <laughs> It's definitely my favorite, unless we're talking MVP too. I think he rollerblades in that one, though. He does. Yeah. Well, he was Baby Superman, Baby Clark Kent. Cool. Nice. That's rad. Yeah. Oh, and then he also played Baby Kal El in Superman Two: The Donner Cut. Oh, good for him. Fucking a, dude. Aaron Smolinski, Superman all the way. Was he in any of the Superman TV shows like Lois and Clark? Ah, no. Doesn't look like it. But this is funny. In, in a That's movie, in a in a short movie called Revelations, he played a character named Clark Reeves. <laughs> Clark Reeves. Clark Reeves. Nice. Right. No, he was pitching that on set. They're like, God damn it. Smolensky, we know you like Superman. <laughs> All right, you want to get righteous for a bit? Go ahead. Let's get righteous. Man, it's a it's the season's over, and what a season it was. Gee, mini cricket. Are we are we spilling beer for anybody? I have a beer in my hand, dude. There's beer being spilt. Eric Andre deader than a doorknob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as uh, which characters? The listen, L I S S O N. They're a rival evangelical family. Got you. Um, yeah, man. I uh, I called it earlier in the season. I didn't think that they were behind it. They were. Um, hey, Jake, what do you think? I was just, I'm so proud of you for figuring it out. Like, right before it happened, you were like, yeah, I think it might be this when we were texting. And that was what it was. You're the man. I didn't think, <laughs> it, I didn't think it was that. Because, like, they just were such bumbling fucks. And there was only an hour left. Right so much they cover so much story in the first half of that episode i'm surprised that that episode wasn't an hour i mean it was 40 minutes so it's 10 minutes longer than their everything except for the premiere yeah but it felt like it it, finishing it i thought it was a lot longer when they did the flash forward i like clicked my remote to see where i was and i was like how the fuck was that only 30 minutes right well matt you may have remembered that uh jake and i have been theorizing for the past couple weeks of in the first episode of the righteous gemstones the righteous uh, the kids danny mcbride edie patterson and, and adam divine mm-hmm. they go to kind of like talk to this journalist that's digging up dirt on all the evangelical families in america and they find him murdered inside of his uh, apartment and when oh. they go to leave they see a dude that is uh his face is charred from like an explosion and there's a body up in the tree so we've been trying to figure out how the fuck body gets up in the tree we found out (laughs) yeah (laughs) we got definitive proof he didn't tell us yeah it was a hand grenade homie oh really and just catapulted them up eric eric andre and his henchmen are in the in a car and (laughs) the dude is like they didn't want to bring guns because <laughs> they didn't want it to be traced back to them. So this dude holds up a bag of grenades and he pulls the pin and he's like, don't worry, it uh, it won't blow up until I throw it or drop it on the ground. And then another dude's like, hey, let me see one. And he pulls out one that's a flashbang and it. You and know, he does the same thing. And thinks it's going to be cool. Oh, no. But the flashbang goes off in the car and everybody gets out. And the dude is so disoriented who's holding the grenade that he 
drops it and no yeah. what that's not what happens wow oh shit you're right please remember yeah that. so the flash i can't believe i remember this better i was so fucking high when i watched it uh <laughs> so when the flashbang goes off and they're in the car like fuck fuck and bailing out of the car like what the fuck oh yeah the journalist hears something so he goes and looks out the window and sees him getting out of the car and so he's like oh we're gonna play like that i'm from the city motherfuckers and goes and gets his gun and goes outside and starts firing off rounds but he hits the guy who's holding the grenade oh, that's no. right and then and then he drops the grenade because he got shot and he's dead and that oh, launches his, and then that launches yeah. his ass into the tree wow. and fucks up a couple of other guys and then fucking they start running at him is that what happens uh yeah they kind of like start running towards him and, and he retreats into the house and for whatever fucking reason i will never figure this out like if you're retreating into the house and you only have a, a assumedly a set number of bullets in your clip just why are you firing just firing randomly behind you but matt i don't know if you plan <laughs> to watch this or not but dude fucking shoots at like at randomly into his house the bullet pings off a cast iron skillet comes back and he basically kills himself with his own ricocheted bullet oh my goodness yeah and then eric andre like right after like they go in the house they're looking around he finds him he goes and hides in the fucking closet while the gemstones come in and fall all over the floor and get covered in the blood dude it was so funny to see them doing plat prat falls in like a pile of blood again puddle i guess it's yeah. a puddle rather than a pile of blood it's a pile dude that was a big old pile of blood i like it was a big old pile of blood yeah yeah, yeah it was hilarious and the whole thing's funny because it's just like it makes sense because like i was saying the whole time the listens you're like they can't be that bad they're fucking morons and, yeah, and then you, in- yeah you see the whole thing is mostly morons with like a little bit of psychopath there yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i've talked about it with other people you know it's really popular no one really talks about the gemstones but everyone talks about yellowstone and ozarks yeah but yeah I'll, gemstones I, I hear from some people i just i can't i just haven't committed to it again if you <laughs> i mean are you a guy that likes danny mcbride comedies mostly like eastbound and down vice principles never seen either what so you- <laughs> <laughs> you've never seen eastbound and down no i'm familiar Pre- with it prepare hey, for hilarity i've seen the first two seasons of eastbound and down and i never finished the last two <laughs> jake's loading a gun on his webcam i don't know what's going- he's coming after us he's, no he's- i don't I don't know. He's to be lighting honest. a picture of us on fire. I'm more blown away that you've never seen Vice Principals, Matt. I think you'd get a big old kick out of that one. Uh, you know what is is uh, Groggins in that as well? Yeah, yeah, Wally Goggs. I've seen parts of it. But oh, it's dark. It's dark and hilarious, and beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. I just never never got into it. But I really enjoy some other movies with Danny McBride in it, like uh, This Is the End. I love that movie. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, you'd you'd love all these shows we're talking about. But oh, Eastbound sure. and Down is an American treasure. I'm sure. I just don't. Who has that time? Well, you do apparently. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think Righteous Gemstones is a good place to hop in. I mean, it lampoons the televangelist. The, the televangelist, Baby Billy and his wife are so fucking funny. Oh god. Uh, there is a full-on toilet baby brewing in this episode, Matt. <laughs> oh god, Wally Gog's going into the toilet. 
<laughs> fishing out the baby from the umbilical cord. Are you serious? Yeah, and the yeah. umbilical cord snaps and he has to go in. It's fucking hilarious. Hilarity. It's very gross. <laughs> I just baby think, Billy, I had the baby. I had the baby. Baby Lionel's in the toilet. <laughs> um, it was funny because one of the best lines of the episode is after the baby's born, uh Edie Patterson's talking to Tim Balta. So Judy's talking to BJ and she's like, hey. If I ever, if we ever have kids, you still like fuck me every night or whatever. <laughs> and and Tim Maltz, he's so good at deadpan comedy. He's just like, Judy, it'd be my honor to bang out to bang your to bang your blown out mother pussy for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to pause the fucking show. I was laughing so hard at that shit. Dude, he's so good. I thought he was gonna die when Eric Andre shot him, like right Dude. after they. Or like he's part of our family, he gets fucking shot and killed instantly. Oh my god! Well, and then Eli really proves his family. Yeah, yeah. So I, they basically threw in uh, Eric Roberts as uh, Junior as a red herring. Basically, you fucking send those cycle ninjas after us. Cycle ninjas? That's what, yeah, they that's call what I'm calling them. them. <laughs> They don't do have anything to do with martial arts or anything. Yeah, it's just a fucking cool name. <laughs> uh, you say Eric yeah, man, Roberts? Eric Roberts. Yeah, yeah. he plays uh, one of John Goodman's old associates before he went become a televangelist. Yeah, before he started banging another televangelist. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, they 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 finally get the money. They invest in this big like uh, vacation. Like, basically, it's just like, if you want to go to the beach, but also talk about Jesus, you can go to the Gemstone slash Listen Family Resort in Zion's Land. And they're having their big, like, grand opening party. And they, they find out that fucking the, the Listen, Eric Andre and his wife sent the fucking motorcycle guys to try to take out John Goodman. I thought, dude, Jake, yeah. when, his, when Eric Andre, like, after Jesse hits him with the rock and the sling. I thought he was dead, too. Yeah, uh, I cracked up so hard when they go back to his... So Danny McBride goes up to his siblings. He's like, hello, everyone. Please follow me. I think I might have killed someone. <laughs> he just walks off so, like... Yeah. And they show Eric Andre laying face down on the beach with a bunch of palm leaves over him. <laughs> and they're like, why is he all covered up? Like, I got fucking nervous. Yeah. Oh, man. And then, yeah, they get their fucking comeuppance in the end. I thought for sure they were getting away and they're coming back in next season because we know there's another season coming. Oh, me too. And it just felt like there's a time jump in the episode and they don't explain shit for like the entire run of the time jump. And then all of a sudden at the very end of the episode, like the last minute, two minutes, you're just like, oh, Oh shit. Okay, wait a minute. Done gone and forgot that Eli Gemstone's a straight up fucking East versus West Coast era gangster. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking Eric Andre gets devoured by wolves. <laughs> and what the fuck was the plan with the wife? I rewatched that scene three times trying to figure out what the fuck they were trying to do. I think that here's how I took it, because they were watching that western where the dude kicks the fucking Yeah footlocker off the banister and it throws the bad guys off i think he went to do that move but didn't know she was like hiding in there she had gun and ammo though yeah but i don't know maybe she was hiding in that room for when if someone got in the house so she could surprise them idea man 
didn't know that Eric Andre was going to kick it off the balcony. Well, I, I couldn't tell if the joke was they were trying. He was just trying to kick it out of the sliding door, but not all the way off the fucking balcony that was iced up. Either way, pretty funny watching her disorientedly shooting that fucking gun and then getting like riddled with bullets. Oh man! Oh yeah, dude, that was some fucking dope dope shit overall really good season the show's is the show, incredible. Is that, there's another season coming or is it over there's at least one more season coming i think two right wow yeah because all of danny mcbride stuff doesn't usually run forever no he's got a real british way about his ass i'm telling you man shows can have that kind of value if they end well yeah and if it's planned that way from jump if you have an end inside if you're telling one big story that's which that's sorry jake when we're done with gemstones i want to deviate over to spider-man for a second i have a couple of spider questions let's do it do it the so we watched that homecoming uh-huh. as a family that's where we're at in the in the mcu however we we're actually up to avengers infinity war we have just decided to watch homecoming after black panther and i'm wondering did they know what the three movies were pretty much going to do for the spider-man no i don't think so. i want to believe that they I think they did the first one just out of like the because they wanted to use Spider-Man for Civil War. And my guess is that Homecoming, uh, basically, they they convinced like after the Andrew Garfield fiasco, they were like, hey, you know how you're not making any more amazing Spider-Man movies? Well, what if we you put the character on loan so he could come be in Civil War? Reaction was good to that. So then they were like, oh, well, let's try making a Spider-Man movie. And then I got to believe that they they didn't know they were doing it as they made it up, you know? Well, I, what I, do you think? I, I know. Cause it was all contract shit. Uh, Marvel had been reaching out to Sony America and Sony pictures for years, trying to get access to Spider-Man for films. And Sony was shutting it down. Every request, Sony America and Sony pictures. And then when the giant Sony leak happened during the interview with Seth Rogen and James Franco, but when, <laughs> When Korea leaked all of Sony's documents, it came to Sony Japan and Sony Corporation's attention that Sony Pictures had been withholding a children's character. And they got told by the Japanese parent company in like almost no mixed words, like, hey, we sell all the projectors. Why the fuck are you withholding a character from a children's show that might make us sell more projectors? Yeah. Like you, you, you guys are a division of a company that sells projectors so get your shit together and then uh sony america sony pictures entered into a two uh picture deal on their end and a two picture deal on marvel's end so they were only committed to four movies that's where the famous drunken spider-man call to his executives comes from where tom holland called and begged them to go back into deal with marvel well i i was looking at it also from the perspective of just all the differences that they did with that spider-man um well like did they know deep down that they were going to go to the multiverse and because now they're, they're saying okay we got this first movie and then we're going to bring some of these characters back but more importantly we have a, a, an Aunt May with without an Uncle Ben. So we're, we're not getting the origin. Obviously, we don't know what happened. And there was an Uncle Ben, we could assume. Um, but there's no 
Mary Jane. Um, yeah, there is. There's MJ. Oh, there's MJ, right. Oh, MJ Watson, so it's... Michelle Jones Watson, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I just feel like there were certain some changes, and it's like, well, we, we know it doesn't really matter because we're going to bring them all together in two movies or in, in a third movie. To, to your point there, I think it was more like, hey, if we're going to share this character with you, we'd like to not share every good piece in yeah. hopes that they were, they were going to do the contract and then just be done with working with Marvel and go back to making their own Spider-Man movies. But, I mean, there's no reason for them to do that. It's financially beneficial for everybody yeah. to just keep working together. It's They're fucking, all making money. Yeah, it's silly ego shit to just want to pull out and say, like, look, see, then I made Spider-Man alone and then we became bigger than Marvel. Like, right. that's... That's the whole goal, which is just such a stupid thing to do. And it's hilarious to me that under like a bunch of Japanese businessmen who have like Japanese culture still deep in, in them, we're like, you're bickering over a children's character and the use of him in classic stories. You guys suck. Share the character right now. Yeah. Like, why Why are you doing this? This isn't even where we make our money. <laughs> it, it was the best thing that came out of that leak because a lot of terrible things happened. But yeah, like all the actor nudes and everything. Yeah. And a lot of like contract. A lot of people got fucked over contractually because their contracts became public. Oh, really? Yeah. Which whether or not somebody's getting one off on a company good for them that's nobody's business yeah so what was your thought on this matt why wait why did you have a like so you recently watched homecoming yeah and i was just picking up the vibe like that they knew the direction they were going to take in in the movies like they had an idea of what the next three movies or so or not not even that but yeah they knew what everyone was going to do i wonder i guess what i'm wondering is how far back did they know about where the mcu was going to go like at what point did they map it out uh phase four wasn't planned until like towards the, the very end of phase three After end game yeah because feige's talked about that and then like the newest spider-man movie you're asking about like there's no way they knew because it got rewritten three times right before production they changed it to the multiverse because there was none of that in it okay Doc dr strange was going to be one of the villains that's how they were going to share them and nobody wanted to do that. So they get, kept getting rewrites. And then finally Feige was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. And you know, it would actually make it a lot smoother of a transition. Why don't you guys do this thing? And they were planning that right when they were doing the the final edits and filming on the other movie. All right. So, so they were able to throw together the J. Jonah Jameson thing in the beginning of the, the seed for it. I think that's what I was looking for. Yeah. But so no, they, they, were, they, 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 they had other villains in, planned. Go ahead. They threw in what? No, I can't. So wait, you're saying that when they were making Spider-Man Far From Home, yeah. they were like, hey, get J.K. Simmons in here. Uh, I don't necessarily even know if that was exactly what was said by Marvel, but uh, they told him that they wanted to use the next movie to set up the multiverse shit a little smoother. Mm. And, that, and then they brought in J. Jonah Jameson because that's why he's, it's a almost post-credit thing because it's not, it wasn't going to be the crux there was it wasn't going to keep going. That was the end of the contract, and Tom Holland begged. 
and he publicly admits that he got drunk and called and begged. Well, good. Yeah, I'm and they admit did. that that's that's what changed their minds. Is it like broke their heart to hear this kid crying on the phone, drunk, being like, "Why do you want to ruin my life? I finally have my dream, and you guys are just being assholes about dollars." Well, look, they made a billion dollars with just a Spider-Man movie alone. Is that the first Spider-Man movie to make a billion dollars? Right, but they made a billion dollars that they have to give twenty percent of to Sony. They still twenty percent of eight hundred or to Mar- to Marvel. I mean, I know. There's, you're not, I agree with you, but that's something that like somebody who's an executive for no fucking reason and has to justify their life by saying they succeeded, they don't want to lose that 20%. It's the same reason fucking Universal Hulk's not on anything. Marvel doesn't want to pay 20% to Universal and that movie sucks enough that they just throw it to the side. But everybody's willing to spend the 20% on Spider-Man because it's it's good enough and it holds up enough and it's got a big enough fan base that it helps everything. So my question is, should I show them, when I, when I get to No Way Home, should I show them the other movies? What other Toby, movies? The Toby and Andrew movies? Yeah. Nah, you don't need to. I don't think... I think the inclusion of Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield is mostly for people who were old enough to like be conscious, like uh, conscious beings, I guess, when the other movies were released. It's more yeah. of a fun nostalgia thing for them. I don't think it's like anyone, a kid, they don't care. There's like three Spider-Mans. Yeah, there's two older Spider-Mans. Right. It's like there's one for the parent. There's maybe one for the older sibling. And then there's the one for you. Mm-hmm. Way older sibling. Those movies. We're we're getting old fast. It's crazy. Well, wait. What? I mean, what was Toby? Two thousand two. I mean, that, is that the last one? And two thousand seven was uh, Toby. And, and then Andrew Garfield's like oh eight. Twenty eleven is the first one. And then twenty fourteen is the second one, right? I think so. Yeah. So that's like ten years ago. So like a boy old enough to go in there and love it would be out of the house. So you're right. So like twenty years ago. Could be someone who's a dad now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Kid watching Tom Holland. That was me and Mitch's age being kids. Because what were we, fourth and fifth grade there, Mitch? Sixth grade. 2002? Sixth and seventh grade, huh? In 2002, I was in high school. How old are you? I was a sophomore. I'm 34. Okay. Yeah. You're two years older. Well, I know you're a year older than me. Did you get skipped ahead of grade? No. I, I'm actually one of the younger people in um, my grade because I'm born in the summer. Because he's a okay. time traveler. Well, I, I guess, yeah. Because 2000, I guess 2000, I was in fifth grade. 2002, because 2000, this is going to sound really fucked up, but I was a freshman in 2001 because I remember I didn't have to go to football because of 9 11. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's not fucked up. I, I was in the eighth grade. So, oh, yeah. I that, guess my math tracks. Off. That yeah. tracks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so that's about right, but we'd be dads. Only someone would let us fucking come inside them. Nah, man. We don't need that, Mitch. You know how we both like like sending pictures of action figures we bought for ourselves late at night? Yes. Yeah, that'd go right the fuck away, buddy. You get rid of that right now. You can just you just need some theme music. Weren't you talking about theme music? I was. Um, you know what though? I that might be better suited for next week after oh. after seeing the Batman. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how long we're going. Our past couple of episodes have been pretty long. Um, I do this thing where I download the episode and I see how long it is, and then I trunk, I use the truncate silence tool yeah. in Audacity, mm-hmm. and uh, that really helps 
having to go in and manually delete like segments where we're not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a sweet tool. So I don't know. Uh, right, how well, are we we'll doing start it off for next time. I think we're we're getting to be at that point. Yeah, we're pretty close. Are you excited for Batman? Has anybody oh. seen any of the spoiler free reviews? I no, haven't dude. seen anything really. Not even trailers. I watched one of the trailers. Did I'm trying to. The one? I'm trying to oh, distance myself a little bit, just so I can have little expectations, so I can go and and hope for like something really good. I like that approach. Um, I do. I do too. Because knowing everything about going into something is what, like, I read all the articles, looked at all the set pictures about Avengers: Age of Ultron, and while I think that movie is fine, like I know a lot of people don't like it, but I don't think it's bad in my opinion it was okay i don't think it's i don't think it's the best but (laughs) it's a perfectly serviceable movie that i'll watch on tnt with commercials if it's on um what was i talking about (laughs) 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 um it's a good callback yeah yeah that's No, uh, you're right Batman. though. You're right, Matt. I I think it's a better practice than uh than reading everything about it. Like so like you said, it doesn't get you to have all these expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't want to have I just want the only thing I want to expect is to see a decent Batman movie. That's that's what I hope for. And I, I think that's going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I've been hearing a little bit about it, a little bit of buzz. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like I was watching I'm kind of on that line, but I, I just wanted to hear people whose opinion in movies I generally respect. Yeah. And they did very spoiler free. I mean, all the footage they show or talk about is in the trailers. I get the distinct impression from one of them that they're not talking about something. Mm. But it's got a it's got a pretty good preamble uh, or pre-release, I guess. Uh, I know it doesn't mean jack shit, but it's got a pretty good score on Rotten Tomatoes so far. I mean, two different nerds that work at Nerdist that I like respect their opinions both said that it's their favorite Batman movie. Really? Hell yeah. Yeah. And these are guys who like don't usually jump right on to being like, this is the best. Like Kyle was the one guy when Black Panther came out and I was like, I don't know where he was like, I think everybody wants this to be better than it is. It's really good, but it, I don't think it's like Groundbreak. the best movie of all time. It's got an 86 on um, Rotten Tomatoes right now. Now, is that the highest Batman movie? I doubt it. But here's the thing that I'm most excited about that I've been hearing is that it's more the detective. Yeah. That's really what I hope or what I think we're all hoping for, right? Like, that's what we, we want to see. We want to see the detective and not just the brute force Batman. And see, yeah. and that's why I wanted to hear the spoiler-free reviews is I wanted to hear people confirm shit that, like, is talked about and basically shown in the trailers. But the fact that it's, like, basically like a Batman telling of a Zodiac-type mm-hmm. situation and that it is full-on detective. It was really great to hear intelligent people confirm that for me. And it was like, yay, now I can actually be excited instead of very nervous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm still nervous about seeing how he is as Bruce Wayne. I think that's inconsequential because as we all know, that is the uh, Bruce Wayne's the mask. Batman is who he really is. That's true. And he's young Batman and Bruce. So I would buy it if he wasn't good at being fakey fake Bruce yet. Yeah, but I think right. like that's that's where Keaton, Clooney, and fucking uh, Affleck shine. Is they're all so good at being Bruce Wayne. 
who's just like, <laughs> look at me. I like mm-hmm. pussy. Uh, and Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's okay. I think he was better at Batman than he is Bruce Wayne. He's that it's like unbelievable for, to see him having fun in that movie. I think he just wanted a needle in his arm. <laughs> Whoa. Was he, uh, is he on that sweet lady H? Yeah. He, he used to be like full method and then he went full method as Jim Morrison this one time. Oh, he didn't come back. No. Oh no. Oh, poor fucking Val Kilmer. Isn't that Man. Val documentary on Apple plus? Yeah. I'm afraid to watch it. Cause he's uh, like health is a mess. And I think a lot of it had to do with the drugs. I don't want to see that. Uh, fair enough. I want my life to be a surprise. Do you guys uh, know, want to take a guess at what the highest rate, not not that Rotten Tomatoes is the end all be all of film criticism, but do you want to take a guess at what the highest rated Batman movie is? The Dark Knight. Uh, I would say the Dark, yeah, was that the one with uh, Heath Ledger? Yeah. Yeah. Wrong. It is Batman Under the Red Hood. The animated movie has a 100%. That's my fault. I tricked you guys both. Um, yeah, what's the highest rated live action one, you silly Billy? It's The Dark Knight, 94%. You guys are both right. Okay, because if you went animated, I would have guessed that or Robin, Robin or Batman and Son. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, there's two animated movies, uh, three actually, that have a hundred, four that have a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Those are. Batman versus Two-Face, the Adam West um, versus uh, William Shatner and Burt Ward animated movie. Batman Bad Blood. Well, Batman versus Robin has 100%. That one's wow. really good. That's So that's three so far. Then Batman The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 has 100%. Mm-hmm. And so does Under the Red Hood. Damn, that's dude. Five. Yeah. Wait, what is what is Dark Knight Returns Part 2 get? It doesn't have a tomato meter score, so my guess is that it's lumped in with the the first one. Okay, that movie fucking rules. Have you guys watched that animated? Yeah, yeah. God, I just damn. watched Injustice too. And what'd you think? I haven't watched it yet. It's all right. I mean, it's really hard to flesh out a game that's just a, a fighter, you know, like a street fighter. Yeah. Mortal Kombat, but yeah, I'm not interested. So here's the quick. What can I give you guys? This rundown. Yeah. Of the yeah. Heat? Okay, so the most recent Batman offering would have been Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, 29%. Then from there, Dark Knight Rises was 87%. Dark Knight is 94%. Batman Begins, 84%. Hmm. Then we go back into the past, and Batman Robin has a 12 (laughs) Batman Forever has a 39 Mm. Eh, I think it's better than that. Batman Returns has a 80 Oh, way too high. That movie is nonsense. <laughs> um Batman Returns has a higher tomato meter score than original 89 Batman, which sits at 72%. Mm. Yeah, that's nonsense. That's, that's a bunch insane. of people trying to be like, I like art films. <laughs> that's a fair statement. Oh, that's and Batman 66 has a 79. Okay. What were you saying, fair. Matt? I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, Bat- no, you weren't. Batman 66 is, you know, that gets it for nostalgia purposes. It, and it's like a fun movie that's like good to watch. But Batman 89 was great. Batman 89 rocks. It was a great crossover from what we used to know as Batman to a darker Batman. Yeah. It was, it was a slower build, but it was it was a solid story and good acting. And a good Bruce Wayne, which we really yeah. hadn't got yet. And yeah, so the Batman's currently currently sits at eighty six. Um, 
Batman Returns, though, that is a fucking crime. That I want that movie to be good so bad that I like rewatch it once every like four years, thinking like this is gonna be good. I'm just an idiot, and then I watch, and then I watch it, and I'm like, that movie is g- g- garbage. What the fuck did I just watch? Catwoman don't make no sense. The Penguin, what? What? Who? Who decided that was okay? Who gave Tim Burton those drugs? That guy should be arrested. He's probably rotting in a Florida jail already for something else he did. But that's some Jankum ass shit. Fucking Florida Christopher man. Walken. The whole thing is. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking opium nightmare of a fucking Batman comic book that you dropped on the floor and then put back together out of order. <laughs> Batman Mask of the Phantasm has an 84 percent. I loved it. Yeah. I saw that in the theaters. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Me too. That's that one of the better rules. I haven't watched the... I've seen the Sub-Zero one. That's not true. But there's another two Batman animated series movies that I was unaware of until HBO Max. Mm-hmm. You're talking about uh, Mystery of the Batwoman? Mystery of the Batwoman with what's-her-name so- from Regis. And Regis and Kathy Lee? No. The one that they'd let be a Batman voice. The cute uh, lady that looked like Skeletor that replaced her. Kelly Ripper. Thank you. Kelly Ripper. <laughs> Kelly Ripper Kelly Ripper's in that one. And then there's another one. Sub-Zero? Nope. There's another one. Uh, Batman and Harley Quinn? Wolfman? No, that movie's garbage. It should be wiped from the record. Batman Wolfman? First the Wolfman, isn't that a movie? No, that's Batman Gostello. No. There's a, no, that's an <laughs> episode Batman of the Dracula. Anime. No, there's a Wolfman episode of the animated series that's got like a big title card and stuff. I bet that's what Matt's remembering. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I almost bought a really expensive that title card once. Yeah, there is. Oh, there is some. Oh, yeah. It was. It makes reference to that. Um, oh, but he had a name. What was that animated series episode with the cats? Here, um, mm-hmm. like something Tiger, Tiger? Tiger, Tiger, I- Burning Bright? Yeah. Yeah, Tiger Tiger is a dope episode too. With Red Claw. I fucking love that that show. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, it rules so hard. I'm like ready to buy the original Ninja Turtles show digitally mm-hmm. or on DVD, but like I know it's going to not be good. So oh, it's. Uh, it's you rough. should get the one that comes in the little party wagon. It's like 26 DVDs in a party wagon. Yeah, but that one's like $300. Or I can get the same set from the same publisher in a DVD case for 25 Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, um, real quick, not- I'm sure you saw this. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. No, tell me. Uh, they're bringing Venus to Milo back? Hmm? Yeah. yeah, that comic. You know what? I really hope this current storyline wraps up soon because it the IDW version of the Turtles is one of the most solid comic books of all time for 100 issues. And then once everybody in the city started becoming mutants and the story got taken over by nonsense writers, it is really derailed into a pile of garbage. And I like a lot of the new characters. I don't have a problem with anything they're doing. It's just too much. The story can't constantly be four new people coming in every month like that's ridiculous oh like writers and everyone changes every month no man i mean like characters to the book like they're adding the 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 roster of characters went from like a normal at 100 issues they probably had 45 to 60 characters whose names you should know and now they're probably up and they're like at issue 130 something so like in the last 30 issues they've probably added like another 200 fucking characters and it's it's like 90s x-men it's getting to the point where it's like okay you guys need to rein it in and remember why this was good and making you money in the first place but i don't know 
it's disappointing. There's a lot of talk about it in Ninja Turtle groups of like what's happening. And I get the Venus de Milo is a dope angle because of how that ended up being told on the next mutation where she's basically like created a Franken turtle, basically. Whoa. Yeah, she's like a weird magical test tube baby. They like is a spy that these evil sp- <laughs> spirits from another dimension put in there to figure out what the turtles were up to before they invade. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, that show was weird because it's like real slapsticky, but the core premise is dirty, dirty, dark. Hmm. All right. Something well, to ruminate on. You wanted to tell you wanted to say, we'll save it for the next episode, but you wanted to talk about Batman themes. And before we did, uh, I'm curious if if anyone who does listen had a favorite theme, if they should let us know. Yeah, yeah. dude. Everybody chime in and tell us animated series. We'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's good news. Uh before we close, I have um updated we actually have a subreddit now, everybody. Oh. I don't did I don't it, know did, why. Did, I don't know how it works, but you can, if you're a Reddit person, you can go to r slash broadcast geeks and do whatever happens on Reddit. I feel like such a fucking old man right now. I have no fucking clue, but uh, yeah, r slash broadcast geeks for all your Reddit needs. I don't know. Yeah, post memes of us. Make make me a picture of Mitch as Oven Mitch Mitch. <laughs> uh, and, the new Pam and Tommy be Jake and Mitch Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I hope I get to be Pam. Before, Ooh, before, yeah. before we before we close, I think it's I don't know how exaggerated it is, but there's a part where Pamela Anderson's leaving her fucking uh trailer and she hears um like all the dudes that are like the, the cameramen on Baywatch watching the porno like the the a copy of the tape at like full volume and i want to know if that was based on i believe that scene is holy shit but uh anyway yeah talk to us on talk to us on reddit talk to us uh send us an email broadcastgeeks at gmail.com you can like us on our facebook page we post stuff regularly on there whether it's uh new episodes or uh funny pictures i find and i don't uh attribute them to anyone so whatever um i don't know i don't know i don't know who fucking made this meme i don't fucking know um we're also not making any money on it so fuck off you know yeah i'm 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 pro mitch jones on this one yeah so there's that you can write us on twitter at broadcast geeks or on Instagram, broadcast underscore geeks, and you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. And that's uh, about it. Anything else you fellas want to uh, say before we close up here? No. Yeah. No, but you know what? You know where it is at the bottom of a, a New York State license plate that I recently said. It's it's a really great word. I think you know it. What is it? Is it Excelsior? Excelsior. It, it is. Actually.